4: to Casper.com for supporting my podcast. Don't blame me. If you guys want $50 off any mattress, you heard me, any mattress, go to Casper.com slash blame and enter the promo code blame. That's how you're going to get it. $50 off. One more time, guys. Casper.com slash blame, promo code blame. You're welcome in advance. Welcome back to Don't Blame Me with me, Megan Rinks. It is episode three of my podcast. If you are just tuning in for the first time, welcome. Don't Blame Me podcast is basically an advice podcast featuring me and all of you, except only the ones of you who call in. So how you get on this podcast, it's a lot easier than getting on Jeopardy. You don't have to do a bunch of trivia. You don't have to be like super smart. You just have to leave a voicemail, which in this day and age is actually relatively hard to do. I mean, I know I avoid listening to my voicemails at all costs in which uh, producer Jack Ferry could definitely uh, testify that I don't listen to voicemails or call back. But if you want to call me, even though I'm not going to call you back, but I'll talk about your answer and give you some advice on the air you can use the number three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six my personal cell phone number again everybody is three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six because it's not my personal phone number so if you're gonna send me you can't send money through a phone number but if you're gonna like do something like that you know just slide into my dms instead if you want to send me like free athletic wear I would love that uh yeah so um today we've got a very exciting episode with Jack announce yourself
2: oh hello hi Megan
4: oh my god who is this random person in my house
2: (laughs) I uh uh, hello everyone (laughs) if this is your first episode Uh, my name is Jack. I am Megan's producer on the podcast.
4: And he's dressed snazzy today, everybody. Not that he does. He dresses snazzy every day.
2: Well, thank you, Megan. He's
4: literally wearing, what do you call that? Like a suit jacket?
2: This would be a sport coat? A sport coat. Yeah. And
4: it's got a pocket square, too. Yeah,
2: well, I've got a meeting after this, and Um, I wanted to look nice.
4: Just pretend that it was for this.
2: Well, I try to look nice for you as well, but I, I don't normally wear a sport coat.
4: Well, I'm wearing makeup right now because we're actually filming a little bit of this for my YouTube channel. So this is a nice change of pace for you to look at. Last time I was a little orange from my Coachella Sprint. Oh, yes.
2: I remember that. That was pretty funny. (laughs) Uh,
4: Yeah.
2: So how have you been since we last recorded?
4: I've been good. I've been working out a lot because I've been really, really, really bored.
2: I just ran into your good friend Ross last night oh. who told me that uh you guys are going on like a soul cycle adventure together.
4: Oh, we are. We go to soul cycle, we go to Pilates. Honestly, there's nothing there's nothing more entertaining than watching like a tall lanky man on a Pilates reformer. It's great. So we have a lot of fun doing that. We're working out and I've got a little bit of some uh...
2: Yeah, I've noticed that your body is covered in bruises today.
4: I fell off. I mean, I didn't fall. <laughs> I didn't fall off the soul cycle bike. I just like fell during the... The cool down. I had a small tumble and I like caught myself before I went like faceplant down and I uh, just hooked onto the handlebars. But it was a Rihanna themed class. So it was like the evolution of Rihanna. It felt like we were in a music video because it was just Ross and I staring at each other, just singing. Like, I found, we found love in a hopeless place. And it was like lots of umbrella, A, 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 under my umbrella. Ella. 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 A. And I did a soul cycle class with Grace. She went to Jocelyn's birthday. I saw.
2: Yeah. So you're just like really getting into like ridiculous shape right now.
4: I am. Except I put like zero resistance on the bike only like <laughs> a little bit because I don't want to bulk my legs.
2: Okay. Got it.
4: Yeah. So it's like me and all of these other like, like girls with like chicken legs. who so we're like, they're like, turn the resistance up. And we all look at each other like, yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not trying to get some bulky legs right now.
2: All right. Well, I believe that's the whole point of SoulCycle is to just cardio. ride, ride with the easiest level of resistance. Yes.
4: I'm just there for the cardio. Tight wheel,
2: tight body. That's what they tight say. Tight
4: wheel, tight body.
2: Yeah. I guess. Who
4: that, says that? I've never heard of that. The instructors that. say that. Who do you go to? Alba. Alba. He yeah. said that so. I've been to one of her classes.
2: She's intense.
4: Yeah. Where do you go?
2: Usually Manhattan Beach. What time?
4: So everyone can show up. All
2: right. Well, let's, <laughs> <laughs> maybe let's get into the show. Okay. This isn't, this isn't soul cycle with Megan Rings. It's don't blame me with Megan Rings. Uh,
4: you're right. You're right. I'm also so, not good enough to cycle for that. Anyways, okay, guys, we'll stop talking about my non existent rock hard abs right now. Except I, if I flex, I have a little bit of muscle. Let's just take on the first call.
5: Last month, I uh, confessed my crush. He ended up rejecting me because he said that he had commitment issues, and I didn't mind. It is my senior year, and I probably won't see him again after I graduate. But after being rejected, we had a competition for robotics, and we both were going on it. During those three days, and even after, during school, he just got super physical with me. When we ended up sitting together, he had his arm around my shoulder, he lied his head on my... On me and everything. At first, I didn't mind, but after some time, I ended up going to my closest friend on the trip and telling him about the guy. My friend just pretty, my friend pretty much just allowed me to cling to him, so that I wasn't alone. My friend thought the other guy was clinging to me because uh, I was doing stuff uh, for our team as captain alone. That aside, I'm really such an affectionate person. And him getting all over me isn't helping me to get over him and enjoy the last of my high school career. What do you suppose I should do?
4: Okay, well, I mean, it sounds like he's just, like, trying to fuck. Which, like, (laughs) I mean, no offense. I don't blame him. It's, like, end of senior year. That's kind of when it's, like, hey, we might not see each other again, like let's go do this. But I think if you have actual feelings for him, which it sounds like you do, I wouldn't follow through with that. I think like telling him like, Hey, like personal boundary issues. Um, I really think like, I already told you that I have feelings for you and you don't have those feelings back. And I know that you have commitment issues, but like, I'm not just like trying to be a fuck buddy. I would like rather us like stay the platonic kind of friends because you don't get to have it both ways. It's not like he can't say like, Oh, well I don't have those feelings for you, but like, I'm still going to talk to you and treat you like I have those feelings for you. And then I'm going to tell you I have commitment issues. So then we, when we inevitably possibly hook up, which is what I'm trying to do, then I can tell you that I warned you and like you, you kind of knew all of this stuff going into it, which I think is like, (sighs) this is like a very classic high school. I mean, it's not even a classic high school move. It's kind of a classic move in general where like, any guy or girl can be like before they get into the physical aspects like I just have commitment issues like I just want to let you know like you're such a good person but like I'm just not there in that headspace yet yet they still keep doing all of those actions to make it inevitably happen that you get to that physical point but then they basically are like well I told you so kind of thing afterwards so. Yeah. I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with being like a flirty or affectionate person when it comes to like you. There's no issue with like him doing that either. But I think it's if you're not comfortable with it and it's making it hard for you to get over him, then you got to tell him and just be like candid and honest and be like, yo, stop putting your arm around me if you're not trying to date me. Next call time. Next call time.
5: So I uh, never had a boyfriend.
0: I kissed someone like Honestly, in the past year, I had my first kiss. I've never done anything sexually, so I haven't had sex or anything. I'm nineteen years old. I was about to be a sophomore in college, and all of my friends make fun of me, and it makes me super, super annoyed and because I like, all have sex, basically. and um, i I don't know if I want to have sex yet, but I don't know if i I don't know if I'm ready for it because, it's just like a huge thing and it like scares me, but like also I'm like I just wanna get over with honestly and like um I'm very insecure about myself and I'm afraid that if I find a guy and he's not gonna wanna have sex with me or he's gonna think I'm really ugly or whatever and um I'm on Tinder, which is crazy. But I mean, I've never met anyone but um I'm thinking about doing it with someone on there, but I don't they're not gonna they, like the pictures they see aren't don't, don't do like justice to my body and everything. I don't have a good body, and it really stresses me out. And I uh, don't feel good about myself. But I just want to get this type of thing over with. But I don't know what to do. Um, and it's really stressing me out. I have depression and anxiety, and I I haven't talked to my parents about it. But I don't I don't know what to do. Um, there's just a lot of shit going on
4: in my life. I, having sex isn't going to make you feel better about your body. If anything, having sex is like, I mean, you're like the most naked you've ever been. (laughs) So I think if it comes to like being insecure about your body, I also think that's something that like... I mean, I think everyone to a certain extent is always going to be insecure about their body in like aspects of it. But I think there's no having sex isn't going to solve that. But also if you're waiting to be like, I'm waiting to have sex until I feel like super hot and super great, like you might die a virgin because like I don't feel super hot and super great all the time. But like
0: (laughs) I still have sex.
4: (laughs) So I think there's that aspect of it. I think like learning to like I'm not telling you to like love your body because like I'm not not I don't sounds terrible to say like I'm not I don't buy into that whole like self-love kind of thing because like I also got a nose job so I think like just finding a way to like be cool with your body and doing things that make you feel better about yourself even if it's not like a like an aesthetically an aesthetic thing where you like look in the mirror and you're like, wow, I really like this about myself. But if you're like focusing and doing things that make you feel good about yourself as a human, then it's kind of like, well, cool. My body works and it does all these like really cool things. And I like myself as a human, which is like way more important than like being obsessed with having like really big pores or something. But I also think wanting to get sex over with is a legitimate thing. I totally understand that. But also... If you have any sort of like debate or question or hesitation i think that's kind of your answer like it's either like you want to get it over with and you're ready and you're solid and like there's no wavering and you're not concerned or worried about the repercussions of that and you've kind of just thought it all out you have to be a hundred percent in that direction if you're like 60 percent there i just say like wait it out also like (laughs) Like, someone's going to want to have sex with you. Like, more than just one person, I guarantee you. Like, there are lots of people... Like, dude, Donald Trump has kids. Like... (laughs) Someone (laughs) fucked Donald, multiple people have fucked Donald Trump. Like, I I 100% completely doubt that you're ugly in any sense of it at all. But just even if we're going to play that side of it, like, ugly people have sex. Like, ugly people have sex. That's that's also a thing. And it's also more about instead of losing your virginity kind of thing, just when do you, I, I don't necessarily think losing your virginity is like this massive, massive thing because I think it puts a lot of, It gives someone else a lot of power in the situation. So think of it more in the lines of like, do you want to have sex? Forget the virginity talk. Forget like who you're going to lose it to and all of that stuff. I don't think, I think it's more about like you personally. Like, do you want to do this? Like, are you ready for this? Like, is this something you want to do? Or is it something that you just feel like your friends are making fun of you for? And so you want them to shut up because... I mean, that's not really a good enough reason to do it. And it's also, if you want to meet someone on Tinder and go for it, go for it. But it's also just more about, like, do you want to have sex? Not who do you want to lose your virginity to? Who's going to have sex with you? Because take the control back because you got that control. And the next phone call is happening. Three, two, one, blast
0: off.
5: How do I get my parents to
0: start treating me and seeing me as an adult? I am going to be 22 in a few months. I moved out of their house when I was 19, and yet they still treat me and view me as almost they're like still a child and almost like their property and they don't get that I'm an adult. So how would you suggest that I get them to view me as the adult that I am?
4: If I didn't know any better, I would think this is my best friend calling me because we literally just had a Skype call about this or a FaceTime. Who <laughs> Skypes anymore? A FaceTime call about this yesterday. I think it... I mean, no matter how old you get, I think your parents or whoever raised you or anything like that is always kind of going to treat you like a kid just because that's just like default how it happens. I think as an adult, it's not so much about wanting them to treat you a certain way, but only... It sounds like it sounds really controlling to say, but like only give only letting them treat you in a certain way. So I think it's not about like demanding them to like do all of these things for you, but just don't give them the opportunity to treat you like a little kid. Being a grown up and like having your own place means like if they're being shitty and they're like treating you like you're 13 years old and doing all that stuff, like go home, like go to your place, like walk away and leave. Don't answer the phone call. Kind of don't go back to like that kind of high school mentality where it feels like the constant need to impress them and that sort of stuff. So I think if you approach it as more of an adult, not that I'm saying you're not approaching it as an adult, but I think if you... (laughs) limit the kind of control that they have over you in that sort of sense and if you feel like I, I know a major thing that happens with this especially when it comes to like dating and stuff and parents feeling like very involved in their kids dating lives and all of those things and all that stuff just like don't talk about it think of the things or figure out the stuff that you feel like you guys connect on an adult level and then focus on that stuff and the things that you feel like you're being like belittled on or you feel like they're being they're treating you really crappy on just try and avoid those kinds of conversations and sources and those sort of situations I apologize words are hard and then I would also say just try and create an adult relationship with them because they're they know you as a kid and you know them as a grown-up but now that you're both grown-ups you don't really have that kind of adult on adult relationship they've always been able to like keep things from you and kind of talk down to you because that's just how it goes so I'm not necessarily saying that like ask them about like super personal stuff in their lives that they'd feel uncomfortable telling you about because ultimately you still are their kid. But like, maybe like tell them that you want to start like a book club with them or like start listening to the same podcast, maybe this one and start creating things that you have mutual interest in with them That can spark like adult conversations and grown up conversations like listen to NPR. I don't I'm thinking of like very standard stereotypical grown up things, but then just kind of fostering new hobbies together or new mutual interests that um, are just very separate from the kind of thing that you're used to and the kind of stuff that, you know, because then that's creating a whole new kind of relationship that will 100% be based in adulthood because you're both adults. And then also just know, like, I feel like no matter what, like, we've seen all the romantic comedies about how, like, parents still treat their kids like kids even when they're older and, like, they have kids and all of that stuff. So just knowing your own boundaries and knowing that, like, you've got your own place. So if they, like, piss you off, leave. And uh, you can you can block their phone number for a while. You can just not call them back. I hope your parents don't listen to this. <laughs> Oh, next call. Sorry, I forgot what this show was.
6: (laughs) So one of my questions is that, like, me and my friend split homework and, like, homework assignments, and we trade answers, but lately she hasn't been doing any work at all, and I've been doing it all. And so I want her to be my friend, but I want her to pick up her slack, so how do I tell her this without breaking our friendship?
4: Oh, my God. Your friend sounds like me in high school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where it's like, we used to do that all the time, but it was also like my answers weren't always the right ones. Okay. I mean, what you're doing isn't like academically, ethically correct. But like, I also say like, this is what I did with my friends. And I was like the stupid friend of my friends, which all like, I mean, I think now my friends would be like, yeah, you were. But like, even then they're like, no, Megan, don't worry. It's fine. Kind of thing. So I think there's a way to like kind of tiptoe around it because I mean, if she's not pulling her weight in like doing this like very oceans 11 scheme of getting better grades, then just like, is is it just because she's like being lazy or is it because like, she's not as smart as you guys, which like if that's the answer, like that was me, like I have really bad ADHD. And so it's hard to keep up with that kind of stuff. So I think if it's um, maybe it's sitting down and doing the homework, like together with her Like how about If like if you're splitting it With other friends Why don't you guys Do your aspect together And you do both of those And then you're kind of Able to see like Is she struggling With this more Like should she be doing A different subject Should be doing A different homework Assignment on this And all of that stuff Um, Or is it that She's just, like just being lazy And if she's just being lazy Then you know Maybe like let her Let her ride With your good grades And then like Just bring someone else in To like do more Of the homework And then just don't tell her And then just like Have her reap the benefits Because it's not necessarily worth like ruining a friendship over because if she's stupid she'll feel really bad about it because like same but i think i mean also dude you're in a position where like you're not really allowed to do this at all so like you can't like if you piss her off what if she goes to like the principal and it's like we've all been doing homework and trading in there's like no one's doing it so you know maybe just bring slide someone else in and like have her just think she's doing the work um Or, you know, or if she's stupid, it's like charity. Think of it like that. Okay, guys, now we're going to take a quick break to listen to the ad sponsors who make this podcast possible. This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Casper. And no, not the friendly ghost. We're talking about mattresses people. I actually have a Casper mattress in my guest bedroom, which first of all, let me just say was shipped amazingly quick because I had a friend staying with me, <clears throat> Aislinn Paul. You should follow her. She uh, is great. She's a wonderful human. She's also sitting right next to me as I record this and they're amazing mattresses. I've also slept there on nights when my boyfriend and I have gotten in a fight before and uh, it's also a full size bed by the way and it fits two people because then in the middle of the night when he's like, Megan, like, I'm so sorry. I forgive you and then I'm like, i too late to get out of bed and go into our real bed. We sleep in that bed and I honestly regret spending so much money on my mattress. In my bedroom because it cost so much more than a Casper. Oh, their mattresses are the like best price of any mattress ever. I tell everyone all of the time. So Casper is an online retailer of mattresses. And these aren't just like ones that you find on the side of the road that have bed bugs. No, these are premium mattresses. These are the kinds of mattresses that make those commercials with those people who are like happy. And they're like the kinds of sleep that you get when you don't need the sheep. Casper's mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a ridiculously fair price. They're made out of memory foam for this like amazing sleeping sensation where you sink right in, but you're not like absolutely sinking into like a sinkhole. You got a little bit of bounce on there. You can roll around without feeling like you're like, oh my God, I've fallen and I cannot get up. Plus it doesn't get hot at night, which if you've never had a mattress that gets hot at night, you don't think it's a possible thing. Oh my gosh, it is. It stays cool. It is amazing. It's easy because you can buy it online. You don't have to go to a store and sit on mattresses. When you think about the fact that like all these other human beings have been sitting on those same mattresses, trying to test which ones they want and you roll around on them and other people have rolled around on them. It's like a gross hotel bed. No, you don't have to do that with Casper because you can just order your mattress online and they offer free delivery and returns within a 100-day period. Do you know how many days is 100? That's one more than 99, one less than 101, and that is more than three months. Three, six, Yeah, that is more than three months. You could spend three months sleeping on this mattress and be like, nah, not for me, which honestly you won't, but you could do that. And then guess what? Oh my gosh, you just returned it. That's not hard at all. Like I said, I have this mattress in my guest bedroom. It is amazing. I love it. I really regret not having it in my master bedroom. Would have saved me a whole lot of dollar bills, y'all. And speaking of saving you dollar dollar bills, y'all, you can use casper.com slash blame and enter the promo code blame for $50 towards your mattress, which is a lot of money in general, but also when you see how competitively priced these mattresses are, $50 is making a dent in whatever mattress you have. So again, if you guys, I know you want to, if you're moving out, you need a bed. Those are things you don't think about. You need a bed and you're not gonna sleep on an air mattress or a water bed for the rest of your life because you will stay single forever. So again, use the code BLAME at casper.com slash blame and you're going to get $50 towards your mattress. So massive thank you to Casper. First of all, massive thank you to Casper for sponsoring this episode. Also, thank you for the bed. I would, I'm sure Aislin would like to say thank you too, because she slept on it. And anytime any of my friends like, you know, party too hard and I'm like, yo, don't worry. Casper got you hooked up. You got a bed to sleep in. So essentially it's why I have friends. Casper, you've done so much for me. One more time. Casper.com slash blame offer code blame. You're welcome. You can't blame me because I did this in a good way. Uh Uh-huh. And we are back and it's time for the next call. So I am 21 years old and
7: my boyfriend and I have been together for around two years. The majority of our relationship has been long distance, which by the way, we totally kicked ass at. And I have so much trust in him and being apart has never made me nervous or anything like that. Um, He studied abroad in Europe for a semester, and at the end of that semester, I flew over to Europe, and we stayed together for a week, a little vacation. My first night there, and my first time seeing him in four months, we were just looking through the pictures on his phone from his trip, and I came across a picture of a naked girl laying on a bed. The thought of him, like, hooking up with her had never even crossed my mind, but once he Noticed that I saw the picture, he started apologizing immediately, said that he was drunk. They made out. He regretted it so much. He immediately stopped. All his friends abroad with him knew that he had a girlfriend back home and so mad at him, blah, blah, blah. He didn't even know the girl. She was visiting a friend and then left the next day, you know, whatever the bullshit. I got over it like that day because, you know, we were in Europe for the next eight days together and I wasn't going to let that ruin my whole trip. Um, But once we got back, we're done with long distance, live in the same city, together all the time, everything's great, love each other, we're awesome. But it pisses me off still. I think about it all the time. And I bring it up to him because I get pissed off and he doesn't really say much. He just says, you know, I I told you I was sorry that I regret it. I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm like, well, fix it because I'm still upset about it and it like it just makes me upset every single day think about it I kiss him and I'm like all I can picture is this girl kissing him and I know it's like not a huge huge deal whatever they made out whatever but it still is kind of a big deal to me and I don't know I don't know what I'm really asking for advice on here I, I just really don't know what to do about it because every time I bring it up to him he just kind of is like I, I don't know what else to say I love you, and I'm sorry. And I don't tell any of my friends any of this because I don't want them to look down on him because he really is a great guy, and I really do love him. And I feel stupid that, like, he cheated on me, and I don't know. So what do you think I should do to try to get over this because I literally cannot get over it, and I don't know how.
4: I want to slap him. Oh, my God. I would lose my fucking shit. Like, I can't even explain to you. I'm also, I'm with you on this right now where I'm like, dude, I would be so fucking mad. I would, I don't know what I would do and I don't know what, but I would still be mad. Like, God, that fucking sucks. That's the worst. That's like, th- God, I would just, oh, my God. Uh. God. And I understand when you're like, well, I to love him and like all this stuff. If I'm putting myself in this situation and I genuinely don't know what I would do because like, surprise, surprise, like my boyfriend and I, we're going to end up together. We know that. We talk about that all the time. If he fucking cheated on me, first of all, I would, I mean, I think you've kind of missed the opportunity to punch him in the face, but like I would have done that. But then I also think like, "Ah, I don't know what is going to make you feel better. Like, I don't know that, but I think it's completely natural for I mean, I think even in general, like as much as people say like you, someone cheats on you or whatever, you have to get fully over it. I think there's a way to move past it, but I don't think there's ever going to be a way for you to look back on that and be like, ha wasn't it funny that time you got naked with some girl and made out? Like, I feel great about that. Like, I think no matter what, even if you've moved past it and you're technically over it, it's still not going to be like a fun, fond memory to look back on. Like, that still totally sucks. But I think it's if there really isn't anything specific that you want from him to do that could make you feel better. If it's just like that, the aspect of it is like the feeling hurt. I think. It, there's a way to convey it in a way where it's like if if it's still so present in your mindset and your thought process and all that is it just because you're looking back on that specific moment or do you feel like are you questioning other decisions that he's doing and how he's treating you in other circumstances and other situations is it making you feel like his feelings aren't as strong for you or he would be unfaithful again is that what the fear is coming from because i think If it's making you notice other aspects and you don't feel like supported or loved in like your relationship right now, even though it's been a while, maybe that's what you address. But if it's purely just looking back on the memory, I don't think you're ever going to look back on that with like, like, good job, bro. Hella proud. Like that sucks. It super sucks. And I think, I mean, God, I just feel so bad.
2: I think it comes out of two things. You have you have one of two choices:
4: you break up with him, or you don't.
2: You either break up with him, yeah, or you get over it. And it sounds to me like she can't get over it, so you got to well, break do, up. Yeah, with
4: like her. do you want to have? Do you want like what if she gets a freebie pass? Like what if you get a freebie pass for like? No, it's fucked up. No,
2: I, I, I would honestly, I would like, say, I would say, I was like, you have two choices. Yeah, you can either a get over it or b but, break up with him. If you can't how get over you it, get over that. Then it sounds like she can't, so she has to break <sighs> up with him. Look, that's the thing. It's she. <sighs> is hurt. She can't get past it. So she has to end it.
4: Yeah.
2: It's the only way. Cause it's driving her insane.
4: Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't sound fun I mean, She's to in her.
2: She's in the, she's in the right. Here. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's really what it comes down to. It if does. she really doesn't want to break up with this guy, then she needs to find a way to get over it. If she can't get over it, yeah. then she has to break up with him because yeah. otherwise she's just driving herself crazy and wasting her own time.
4: Well, I mean, I think it's also if that's if that's the most prevalent thing that you can't move past, and you've been dating for all this time beforehand, the good needs to outweigh the bad. And if this bad doesn't outweigh the good, then it's not fun because
2: it's clearly not fun. It doesn't She's, it's seem it's driving fun her at all. Crazy. Honestly, when I heard this call too, I was just thinking,
4: I fucking hate mm, him. I hate him so much. That's the
2: picture that you saw.
4: Oh shit! <gasps> Uh, oh also i really wish i could throw my boyfriend under the bus right now for like a story (laughs) which is not even not even halfway as bad as this let me just i just i saw him looking at something on his phone which was like not of him personally with any girl just of a different girl and i lost my shit and i was so mad so i can't even imagine if i saw a picture Of like an actual girl, and it came to that whole cheating thing. Yeah, I think also you're young enough. I mean, you're not old at all. Like you're like, but like this is kind of the thing. The this sounds stupid to say, like the right guy or whatever, just wouldn't do that to you. Like just that wouldn't happen. It's also the same thing where put yourself in his position like if you did that to a guy that you were dating do you really would you have done that to the guy that you think is good, you're going to end up with like would that lapse of judgment have occurred if you felt like this was it or if that was that risk worth the reward of it and i just don't think he i don't think he was considering you at all and that's not really someone you want to be in a relationship with also i want to punch him in the face and egg his car and i just i know i know i'm all about girl love and i'm all about all of that stuff too but like i bet you're really prettier i'm just saying that he sounds like a fuck face on to the next call i'm so mad about that one
6: <laughs> my advice is needed about my parents and my boyfriend um he and i have been in a relationship for over 7 years now um high school sweethearts the whole sappy deal Um, But we have a really great relationship. We grew up together and totally understand each other and have been through a lot together. But my parents are not the biggest fan of his. And the older that I get, the harder that becomes for me to kind of feel like I'm choosing between my family and my boyfriend. And obviously, I love my parents and my family. And I don't want to have to feel like I have to choose either of them, but he has a hard time coming around them because he knows that there's weird tension. And I just didn't know, um, if there was any advice you could give, maybe if you ever dated somebody your parents weren't fond of, or, um, you know, know anything that could help me break that ice because I obviously would love to marry this dude. And, uh, I don't know how comfortable I would be to do that. If I didn't know that my parents, um
4: 100 supported that relationship i think what you have to figure out is why they don't like him um and then at that point there's there's just like there's sometimes there's just like stupid things that really uh, dated mindsets whether that comes to like different religions or like like your parents are like low-key racist not that i'm like saying your parents are low-key racist but like think about it in that sort of sense if it's If they don't like him because they don't like the way that he treats you, I think that's a very different thing than not liking him because he grew up with a different background than you. Or if they just don't like him just to not like him without any sort of like real reason.
2: Or maybe they don't like him because this is the guy having sex with their daughter.
4: Oh, that is also true. (laughs) I don't even think of it like that. But I will also say this. I think as much as it's important for you personally to have your parents like the person that you're dating... I think parents always have a sense. They have a relationship where it's no matter what, it's their kid. I think they, and I've always felt that the opinion that matters most is the people who not only see you together a lot, but your peers, it's your friends and people who know, know the unfiltered unlike Oh, let me button up for my parents kind of look. And who can look at it from a very, I don't know, like a very parallel sense of it where they see, they see how you act in an everyday thing and all that stuff. So I think If no one else, if everyone in your life is like very anti this person, I mean, it just it's about who do you whose opinions do you value? Do you feel like these people in your life have your like best interest at heart and all of this stuff? And if everyone in your life dislikes your boyfriend um who who do you choose to believe in that sense do you choose to believe like your childhood best friends and your parents and all of these people who've known you through your ups and downs or do you choose to side with this person who you want to end up with but i also don't think i also don't think it's necessary for your parents to absolutely, like, love the person you're dating. And I think, like, I mean, God, if that was the case, hello, uh, every single romantic comedy starring Jennifer Lopez in the last 10 years would be irrelevant. <laughs> like, that's just, like, it's it's a standard kind of thing. And I think it does come from the aspect of, like, you're fucking my daughter and that sort of thing. But, I mean, if they, like, don't like him because, like, I don't know, he's, like, like, kills puppies, then, like... <sighs> Maybe believe them. I think it just depends on why they don't like them. Him. Them. Unless you're dating multiple people, in which case, I mean, polygamy is legal in like Georgia. No. Oregon. I don't know. I... Jack is like, what the fuck are you saying?
2: I think it's Utah. Utah. And also, I'm not sure it's legal anywhere, actually.
4: Oh, um, I know. Sister Wives. I'm not really How sure. can they have a whole TV show? That's I'm not, not really legal? sure, to be honest. Well, I think we it's, shouldn't judge. No, no, not judging at all, not at all. But I think figuring out why they don't like him, having a serious, sit-down conversation with them, and like talking to them about it, and be like, hey. I really like this guy. And maybe you haven't conveyed that enough because I think also, and this is how I felt with a lot of my friends and their parents when they've started dating. It's like the parents kind of just go into it. It's like, well, shit, like our kids are like 20 and 23. These are these are temporary boyfriends. We're not going to get super attached to this because we know how the story goes. So I think if they understand how serious you feel about him, and all of that, then maybe they'll change their kind of, their kind of tune with it all, but maybe they just don't know how important he is to you. And maybe they're kind of used to it. Not that I'm saying that you like date people and then drop them and all that stuff, but maybe, maybe they're not, tr- they're trying to not get attached because they don't think it'll last, which may- maybe I'm not, I'm, I would just talk to them first and then find out why they don't like him. Okay, guys, that's the end of our calls. But wait, there's more. We have Producers Corner, where producer Jack Ferry picks his favorite question.
2: That's right. So every week we thought it would be really fun if I picked um, what I consider to be the best call of the week. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I got a good one for you this week. Do you now? I do.
4: Come at me, bro.
2: All right, let's do it.
5: Hey, Megan. So I have this
2: friend, and she asked me
7: to come over to help her take a couple of pictures for her Instagram. I know. Who does that? Anyways, I think I left my sunglasses out in her driveway during the photo shoot. I texted her to see if they were out there, and she said she would check, but I haven't heard back from her. Anyways, I remember a similar problem some guy had last week. I think his name was Matt. Sorry. I mean, my friend. Said so something about having other people I could get in touch with. And I couldn't find any contact information,
6: but it did come across
7: this phone number. Um, yeah, let me know if you have any advice.
2: Wow, that's <laughs> uh. It's, uh... That guy sounds so familiar to me. Oh
1: my God, doesn't he?
2: Yeah. I can't place. You know what? He kind of sounds like your friend Ross. That's what his voice sounds like a little bit. A little bit. Anyway, what's your advice for this gentleman who went to his friend's house and left his sunglasses (laughs) and then his friend very rudely didn't find them for him?
4: Um. I would say that that friend should probably make a reminder on their phone right now for as soon as they're done doing whatever they're doing to go look for that.
2: Oh, so you're saying um,
4: that you
2: should tell this gentleman to uh, let his friend know to set a reminder yeah. on her phone.
4: To set her, to set a timer on her phone for approximately fifteen to twenty minutes, uh, so they could go look outside for uh, those 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 sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I would I would suggest that. I would say he's not in the wrong at all. I would say all of that is on his friend. It's his friend's bad, one hundred percent. And I bet his friend feels really really bad, and his friend will also text him as soon as hopefully they find said sunglasses and will probably if they randomly have a pilates class together tomorrow mm. that friend i would think would probably just bring them
2: you know this is what i love about the show is when we get to the producer's corner the advice gets so specific which i think is really exciting <laughs> i
4: just feel like i've gotten good at it like through the last yeah, couple of like you know i just like finally get these very concise very like just step by step directions I'm really sorry, Ross. Okay, guys, that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you listened all the way through, what emoji should you tweet me? I think you should tweet me. Ooh, the lion. I'm really enjoying the lion one right now. So yeah, guys, now it's time. Now you've finished listening to this. Now you can call into the podcast so we can get questions for next week. And that phone number is 310-694-0976. One more time, 310-694-0976. I would also love if you guys could call in And if you have any more advice, if you feel like I didn't touch on something or you're listening to this being like, I totally agree with you, but what about this? Or if you're like, Megan, you a dipshit. I have way better advice on something. And you have more personal experience when it comes to something. And like maybe you lost your virginity to a guy on Tinder or a gal on Tinder, and you wanna share your story and some of your advice with any of the advice questions that we did now uh, on this episode, you guys can call in too. We would love to hear your feedback to my, I mean, I already know my answers are like super, super great. But if you just want to like, you know, call in and say like, yeah, they're super great. You should also do that. So it's the same phone number. So if you guys could do that, that'd be fun and awesome. And I would also love if you could leave us a review on iTunes, please do that because I left one and, um, If you figure out which one I left. (laughs) Okay, guys, we will see you back in two weeks. And for that episode, we are trying to solicit some questions that have more of a theme to them. Now that the school year is ending, prom has either already happened or is happening. You've got graduation or you've got promotion going from fifth grade to sixth grade. That's what we call it. Also, if you're that young and listening to this, I apologize. I hope you have noise canceling headphones so your parents can't hear you. I would love to get some of those themed questions, whether like how do what, what should should I do to get a prom date? Or how do I deal with something super embarrassing I did at prom? Like, get really drunk, and then fall asleep on the floor. Hey, that was me. Um, so I think we would love that. I mean, I don't think we would love that. I know we would love that. So if you could call us with any of those questions specifically, use the phone number 310-694-0976. Again, it is 310-694-0976. And we'll be taking questions that aren't just end-of-the-school-year-themed or all of that stuff. But we thought it'd be kind of fun to do more of like a themed episode. And if it goes well and you have other ideas for like themed episodes to direct that advice towards, hey, if this one does well, maybe we'll reward you with one about penis. I don't know. Something. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, I will uh, hear you, you. No, no. you. I will, I will. I'll hear you. But you'll hear me in two weeks. So just sit down. Twiddle your thumbs. Just don't move. Just become a statue and wait. It's like a chastity belt for your ears. Goodbye! Guys, this isn't an ad. This is more just like me asking for a favor, and no, it's not sexual, which is no one likes asking for sexual favors. You just like hand what? Fuck. Okay. Well, guys, I am asking you to leave a review for my podcast on iTunes. Just search it on iTunes. You're, I mean, honestly, you're already here, so if you could just like click like, well, like the logo, and then it like takes you to landing page, and then you can leave a review. I would love if it could be a five star review. If you're not gonna leave a five star. Please just, like, don't leave a review in general because that doesn't help me at all. And I thought that I would read some of my favorite reviews, which is, like, positive reinforcement for you to leave great reviews because then I'll read them on the air. <laughs> I'm tricking you, except it's not tricking because I told you what I'm doing. The first one comes from Mary Lince, and she said, The Perfect Podcast. And uh, her full review is, This is absolutely my favorite podcast. It feels like Megan is my big sister and giving me advice. Heart. Ah. Uh. Amazing. I love that. That made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So thank you so much, Mary. My other favorite one comes from um, someone who's 4S Bandit, and it says, Yas, Queen. No, really, it's great so those are my two favorite reviews right now if you feel like you could top those reviews can you review it better than people review sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon where it's like this aspartame made me shit myself except my podcast has nothing to do with shitting myself you should listen to Grace Helbig's podcast for those sort of tidbits Um, I would love you guys to leave a review because then I will read it out loud get creative, think of some haikus but also make it like actually like legitimate so when people like look at it they're not like Ooh, who paid all these like people to like leave reviews for her podcast that'd be really great I just need validation constantly. So thanks, guys, in advance. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa D. Mons, edited by Melissa Demonts, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then. <laughs>
3: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues